Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Albie. What a day. This has been a long one, man. It seems like eons ago that you and I were at our house instead of being here in Connecticut. But it is uh it's nice to be here. It actually was the best drive down ever. Ever. And it really went fast. It was fun. We listened to a podcast on the way down. And isn't it isn't it just appropriate that on this day that Donald Trump was booked uh in Manhattan that my hair has never looked so more trumpy. Really? Does it look Trumpy to you? I, I don't know. know. Can you see? I don't. That's not what my takeaway from today is. But okay, go ahead, Alice. Would, would you like to? <laughs> no, speak I mean, if I'm I alone, know. I'm alone. That's not what I said. But I'm trying to get this thing to okay. work properly, and it's making me crazy. Okay. And whatever. Okay. Fine. I won't worry about if the show works or not. Okay. Um, well, okay. <laughs> this is not how this works. I can't think. I can't not know if you're going to be here. It, if you're just, the, you give me the thumbs up when I can start talking to you. Until then, I'm just going to start talking. You are talking to me. I'm talking to you. I don't. I mean, like, I, I don't. I don't know what you want to do. But uh, nothing. I'm just trying to have a conversation, and I'm told that you're <sighs> not here, or then you are here, and then you are here. So, is everything working? Um, yeah, but I'm trying to hide the meeting controls that are popped up, and I don't know how to make it go. Um, but that's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I This has been a disaster. I disagree with the decision not to have done this before we left the house today. I think it would have been a lot easier to just get here an hour later rather than spend three hours trying to set up a stupid live stream. I mean, I think. Uh, it would have gotten – we would have gotten here it, it, the, the cinch of um, – of rush hour would have killed us by then. Okay, so um, so here we go. As everybody knows, Trump was arrested today in in Manhattan, 
and uh, I don't even know if there was anything to it. He didn't say anything to the media. He got his marching orders, his talking orders from the judge, and this absolute just sham of a of a expired statute of limitations charge has has happened, and he's like. Uh, it, it, there's nothing to this is just BS. I don't think this is going to go very far whatsoever. I think they're going to probably toss it. It's nice to all you guys to want to be in here with me now. Thank you. Nice to see you. So I think that is the biggest takeaway from today, actually, is that everyone, including even like the most partisan, blue anon, Trump hating people, really are, um, you know concerned about the strength of this case i would say um i don't think that it's a very strong case i think everybody knew it wasn't going to be a strong case because it had previously been the feds declined to prosecute it the previous person who was here before alvin bragg declined to prosecute it because it is a very weak case and i actually think like almost ironically one of the best explanations of what is so weak about this case came from ian milheiser at fox at vox not fox sorry at vox um who obviously would very much like to indict trump um and so would the rest of the vox team um but he has a whole piece entitled The Dubious Legal Theory at the Heart of the Trump Indictment Explained. No one knows if Donald Trump can be prosecuted for the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. That is remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you had heard uh, – by the way, uh, you have gone from barely being there to uh, brilliant analysis, as usual. As well, usual. I don't know. It's not your hair. I, I mean – it's not the the compelling content that our listeners tune in for to hear you compare your haircut to trump's but it's called yeah you know um conversation it's what people do they have fun with little things i I don't necessarily uh have that but no um, you don't have that uh so so you were you even heard cy vance this weekend talking about um talking about um this case and and he even sounds tepid. He's like, oh, well, it is a new look, certainly. I'm just, it's Alice, I sometimes think that maybe, perhaps, possibly, that your sons aren't incredibly smart. You're, That's possible. They're related to you. What the hell is that supposed to mean? That would mean that there's something uh, gen- genetic that would be causing that. I don't know what that means. But we do love the big Y here in Connecticut. By the way, we'll be in Cromwell mm-hmm. tomorrow. Had a waking on any weight loss. Tomorrow, uh, we may or may not have a show tomorrow. <clears throat> we'll have to see. If we do if it, it is, pro- we'll have to record it in the morning. Yeah, probably in the morning. Well, like three hours from now, just do, do the next one. My hair looks like Donald Trump's hair. I stand by them. Okay. I'll share that tomorrow at the... at the. Uh, at you Carmel. know what? I think you should do your whole radio show on that tomorrow. You're in that show, my friend. What the listeners... That's what the listeners tune in you are for, in. is to hear are... stunning legal analysis, like my hair looks like Trump. You are in my, my number two chair tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll pop in. You're not popping in. You're coming in from start <laughs> to finish. Um, and Okay. Uh, well, I get to... But I do want to read you a little of this Ian Melheiser thing, because okay, I ahead. think it's really interesting. Um but listen to this. It goes, there is something painfully anticlimactic about Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's indictment of former President Trump. It concerns not Trump's efforts to overthrow the duly elected government of the United States, 
because obviously we would indict him for that, but his alleged effort to cover up a possible extramarital affair with a porn star. And there's a very real risk this indictment will end in an even bigger anticlimax. It is unclear that the felony statute that Trump is accused of violating actually applies to him. So he's charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records, all of which are really about the same thing. They're about the payments that were made from his company to Michael Cohen in theory because um, Michael Cohen paid $130,000 to um, Stormy, whoever, Stormy Daniels. Um, and then so Cohen had pled guilty to the federal campaign finance violation of um, paying them off. Um, but basically the, the charge that Trump is charged under because falsifying business records is just a misdemeanor in New York. Yep. The felony charge that he's charged under is you can charge somebody with felony falsification of business records if they falsify the business records to cover up another crime. Okay. But it's not clear that that can be a federal crime. The statute doesn't say. It just says to cover up another crime. So nobody's ever tried to do it for something other than a New York crime. So there's no legal precedent on that. And in addition to the fact that there's no legal precedent saying that that the – He's trying to cover up Michael Cohen's campaign finance crime, federal campaign finance crime, that that's going to count for that. Um, And in addition, even if the New York judge rules that he can be charged under that and it goes to trial, then the Supreme Court could also weigh in because there's, um, there's something called the rule of lenity. That if a state law is like vague and not clear whether or not it applies to a situation, that the Supreme Court can weigh in and rule that it has to be interpreted in a really narrow way because if the law is unclear, then people aren't given fair warning that they're violating the law when they do it. Hmm. So the Supreme Court could weigh in. And I mean, like, it's not necessarily a conservative thing. Like Sotomayor and Gorsuch have both because it tends to be a pro-defendant kind of and anti-prosecutor kind of stance. Mm-hmm. So it's more like the civil liberties people and sometimes liberals who want to interpret it this way that that you have to interpret statutes pretty narrowly if it's not clear that they apply to a situation or not that like people have to know whether or not something they're doing violates the law you know you can't write laws in such a vague way that it would be a surprise if it counts to a situation so um that could potentially happen but you know there there there's a few ways that the supreme court could even weigh in on this um you know, so basically, like, and this, this again, this is coming from Vox. This is coming from people who would like to see Trump prosecuted. Um, but basically, um, you know, they, they're going to have a problem because the only thing they can find is the federal crime. They also have a problem on the statute of limitations if the felony thing doesn't apply because misdemeanor falsification of business records only applies for two years and we're past two years now because this was back in 2016 um the felony falsification of business records that they could do if they could get the law to apply that he was doing it to cover up a another crime if they could figure out to make it count for that then they could do that um that has a statute of limitations of five years so um even that 
there's still more than five years ago because the last payment was in December of 2017 that they made to Michael Cohen. So they're past that. So the thing they're relying on now is that they're going to say that they stopped the clock while the defendant was out of state because Trump spent four years living in the White House. Right. But the the thing is, is like he's still out of state. Well, yeah, but, you know, then you could prosecute starting now, right? Like they they want as much time as possible of clock stopped, right? right. So all they need is the four years that he was in the White House and they're still within the statute of limitations. But like it's not clear that that would necessarily count either like is being elected the president count as like moving out of state for the purposes of of you know the of the statute of limitations stopping like it's not clear that that's necessarily the case so um they could you know run into that they're gonna i mean they're gonna have problems and it could go to this this could take a really long time to work itself out basically is the long story short so i think they're looking at december to even like you know trump's people have time to file various motions and stuff and i think they're gonna look at it again starting in um in december is when the judge will decide like whether or not it can actually go forward that's what i was reading but you know that's a that's a pretty tough thing the other problem for them is that like it has to be covering up a crime right um and it's not clear that campaign finance law makes campaign finance law like a crime per se a federal crime you know it it's a little bit tricky um you know, like Bill Barr has been a critic of the legal theory that campaign finance violations are a, a crime that like to cover up the crime would make this a felony under New York right. law. It's a pretty it's a pretty tough thing overall. So, I mean, like this case has a lot of legal problems, things that have like no precedent are undecided. And this is why people have a problem with it. Right. Because nobody's. I don't think thinks that former presidents should just be above the law. Like, I don't think a former president, if they murder somebody, should like not go on trial for course, murder. Right? Like, there's no it, former presidents aren't quote above the law. But I just think that most people think that a case that's this legally gray is uh, a bad look. You know, a case that's this untested, that's a legal theory that's never been proven. This is a really tough indictment. And, you know, there were all these people saying like, oh, it's so dangerous for like Ron DeSantis and all these other Republicans to go out on a limb and defend Trump because they haven't even seen the indictment yet. And what if what's in the indictment is really bad? And, you know, they end up having to defend this really bad behavior of Trump's like not to say this couldn't happen in the Georgia case or somewhere else. But, you know, there's this case is like weaker than anybody thought it was going to be i think that, it's absolutely e- even liberals so it's this is not a scenario where you know you you want to be banking on trump getting in big trouble for this i think i think this is like a really tough one for liberals i mean you can see it by the first sentence of the vox thing well and also i, I yeah i completely agree i i completely agree that and it's also just exposing them as being what just way too bloodthirsty and irrational, and it looks terrible. And the administration just does not have 
does not have any good information. Does the White House believe that a former president could or should be indicted? I'm just not going to comment from here. Does the White House believe... You get that. Um, she also talked about gas prices. Um, here's another Karine uh, Jean-Pierre uh, cut. About the indictment? Uh- uh, the president was not given a heads up. Uh, he was uh, briefed by his chief of staff, and he learned about this just like all of you. Uh, through- Obviously, that is not true, but uh, but that's fine. That's where we are now. But this <laughs> this is. As far as I'm concerned, I'm like I'm almost for this because, as far as I'm concerned, then it would be the responsibility for every fucking sorry. It would be the responsibility. It's, it's just got a an email from every every Republican DA to do the same thing. Of course, mm-hmm. if this if this is a non serious attempt to sideline Trump because you don't like him, you don't want to see him be president. Well, then, all right. So what's good for the goose? And this is how we play this now. There could be no other way. Right? Right, yeah. And I think, um, you know, I've heard some people say that they think that this, um, you know, will help, like, make it okay for other cases against Trump to move forward. Like, the Georgia one, that's probably a bit of a stronger case. Although, I think, still kind of a stretch that he made a phone call and said, find 11,000 votes. Like, I, right. well, I just, yeah, that's, you know, kind of don't yeah. think that that's like that compelling a case. But, you know, you can find a spot where a jury will convict Trump for that probably. But, um, you know, I, there there are some people who believe that it's like good to start indicting Trump because if like you start open the floodgates that you'll like be able to get him on something. I actually think that this in some ways makes it harder because this undermines the credibility going after Trump with this week of a case undermines the credibility of all the cases against Trump, in my opinion. Like it just makes it look so nakedly political that, that I think that if you do have something really compelling on Trump somewhere else, then no one's ever going to believe it because it's like a cried wolf thing, right? Like you're sitting around telling us that Trump is so terrible because he did X, Y, Z. And like, you're coming out with cases like this against him that, even really like the staunchest Trump opponents feel are just legally a very weak case that, you know, and they still have to prove. I mean, like, even if you say like all these legal theories hold up and they can actually prosecute this and this is going to work this way, they still have to prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that Trump knew this, which like maybe isn't that difficult in New York. I don't know, but it like it, you know, this is not this is not the case that they wanted to be making against Trump right now. No. And 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 the more they do this, the worse it looks. And I think the harder that it gets to actually prosecute Trump for something different if that's what they want to do. But but this is just purely a political thing. They want to mm-hmm. keep the focus on Trump. They want to keep Trump in the news. They want to keep talking about Trump and all the mean, terrible things he did and Stormy Daniels and all the stuff and Karen McDougal and hush money payments and sleeping with people and et cetera. So this is what they want to be talking about instead of Joe Biden and his policy policies and inflation and Afghanistan and Ukraine and gas prices and like 
that's not what they want to be talking about. They want to be talking about Trump and his affairs, right? So they're going to keep the focus on this. The unfairness and and just ridiculous political ambitions of this project are going to rally people around Trump. We've already seen that start to happen. We've already seen his standings in the polls jump because of this. When he was, after November, persona non grata in the Republican Party, essentially, after the November showing in, in those elections. And... And, and, you know, they're doing this for that reason. They would like to run against Trump, just like they wanted to run against him in 2016. And they are going to elevate him and keep him in the news and play him saying stuff as much as humanly possible all the way up until November of next year. So the... This is what we're going to see happen. And, you know, unfortunately, it could work. Uh, it could work to get him the nomination, certainly. Right. It also could work the way it did in 2016, where it gets him right back in the White House. So, <laughs> right. you know, like right. I, the, the, the political mind games that they like to play – just are nonstop. But they saw this strategy, this exact strategy work very successfully for them in 2022, where they elevated, they spent money promoting Trump candidates. The Democrats spent huge amounts of money in Republican primaries in 2022. And they did that so that they could run against Trumpier people so that they could say Trump, Trump, Trump the whole time. And in a lot of cases, that helped them win races that they might not have won otherwise. So, you know, they, they promoted these candidates. They promoted Bulldog in New Hampshire, they promoted all these people. They saw that strategy work for them in 2022, and they're going to keep doing it. You know, they're going to prosecute Trump if they see that that is working for them politically. They're going to prosecute him right back into the White House. If, and, you know, (laughs) but we'll see what happens. It could go either way. I mean, like, I don't think Biden is a particularly strong candidate either. I'd obviously prefer for Ron DeSantis to be the Republican nominee, but I, like, I'll vote for Trump if it comes down to it, I think, barring something really right. crazy happening. But, you know, I guess we'll just well, have what to about see this? what happens. So this is the positive about Biden. Okay. No, no, about Trump. <sighs> Tell me what you think of this. Okay. Trump won in 2016. Mm-hmm. 2018, the Republicans lost, but he wasn't on the ticket. 2020, he lost, but he got 71 million votes, more than anybody else had gotten other than Biden that year. Right. 2022, last fall, Republicans didn't do well, but he wasn't on the ballot. But a lot of his candidates were. Well, yeah, true, but that's not him. That's not the guy. That's true. You know, just because you wear a MAGA hat doesn't mean that you care a damn about Dr. Oz. In fact, probably not. Um. In a lot of ways, the the MAGA almost um, review um, tribunal is a separate of Trump. So you know, some of the Trump picks they don't accept. That's <laughs> I, true, but like Oz probably wouldn't have been your nominee in Pennsylvania at all without that Trump endorsement, right. which came with the Hannity endorsement and the Rick Grinnell endorsement and the attacks on Kathy Barnett and all the other stuff that went along with that, right? Yep, kind of forgot about so- it. <laughs> So, so you know, all all those factors came into play, and and you know, and Democrats elevated those candidates too. Like yeah, they oh, pushed yes. the Trump candidates. So, yes. you know, I I think there's something to be said here for like, you know, 
the push is on to get Trump nominated and like who's behind it. And maybe if it's uh, the Joe Biden campaign, like maybe we shouldn't be that thrilled that they're doing this. Right. I mean, but but we saw it happen in 2016. I mean, the Hillary Clinton campaign was high-fiving all the way up to November because they thought the fact that they managed to get Trump nominated was fantastic for them and they thought that race was a shoo-in. But ultimately, like, I think in 2016, they were caught sleeping and they didn't let that happen again. And I don't know that they will again, you know. It's like one of those things where you know, like a Scott Brown thing where they didn't see it coming. And so they did, they didn't know they had to stuff as many ballot boxes as they had to, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, then the next time they made sure, right? Let's go back and to like, I, I, jump I think they, they will again. What? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, are there any circumstances, stepping back from New York, are there any circumstances under which President Biden would consider a pardon for former President Trump similar to Ford's pardon of Nixon? And has that been discussed with any advisors? Is I'm, it completely off the table? I, I, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. I'm not going to get into any of that. I, all I can tell you is that we do not comment from here on any ongoing uh, cases, uh, anything that's related to... Uh, Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Any of those cases, I refer you either to the DA as it relates to what's happening today or the Department of Justice. We're just not going to comment from here. But it's President Biden's decision. Has it been discussed? I hear you and I understand the question. I really do. I'm just not going to comment from here. That's probably wise. It's probably wise that they keep the commenting at a at a minimum. Uh... Does, does the White House believe that a former president could or should be indicted? This one, she said she's not going to comment from there. Essentially, um, there that's what the, that's just a whole bunch of not going to comment. Uh, whatsoever mm-hmm. so one thing i do think is interesting too is like the hysteria and the sort of like solemn grandstanding about like now is the time when a former president has actually been indicted this is a dark day for our country oh it's, it's just so sort of funny gross. to me too because it's like they're doing this like it's right. all the same cheerleading squad who's been like so excited for this to happen and demanding that this happen. Yes. And then, like, for Hold them on. to Here's, act let me, let me like... Give, let me play some of these. This is incredible. 
This is uh, from the good folks at Gravian. They also uh, talked to Adam Schiff earlier today. I don't think I'm going to be able to start it. This is no time for celebration. Uh, you know, I think it's sad. I have fought Trump for a long time, but I'm sad that this has happened. How are you feeling about a historic day? I, you know, it's it's sad. And this is a day of profound sadness that an ex-president uh, is indicted. But it's also a time to celebrate. Because it's a sad moment to see a former president have to do this, even though we feel it could lead to justice. If, 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 you, if you don't see this, it's a sad day for America. It's a sad day for America. It's a sad day. Well, I don't think anybody can consider it a good day. Regardless of anything, it's just really sad. It's a sadness, I, I think, uh, that we got to this point. I just want to remain measured. The left, full of somber support. I think, really, this should be a somber moment. It is a serious, <laughs> somber, solemn moment. It's obviously a somber moment, and it's a, it's a sad moment. Well, it's really a sad day when we get to this point. Incredibly sad day for our country. It is a serious night. And a somber moment for our country. That this is a really sad moment and a perilous moment. I mean, I, I think it is a sad day. Why is it, is it perilous? Sad... It's a perilous moment because the country's on the brink. Alice, mm. literally a... It's just funny. They've been screaming to indict Trump for like, how long has it been now? Since like 2015, probably mm. for like eight years, they've been crying to indict Trump for stuff. And then like... They convince, they get a guy elected who's so partisan that he's willing to actually indict Trump on the flimsiest of charges. And then they're like, wow, sad day. A president has been indicted. As though they had nothing to do with it when they've been like whining that he needs to be indicted for years and years and years. Oh, and Bragg it's is so- just so good. So- wow, he's been indicted. This and proves Bragg what himself- I thought all along. He should have been indicted. Like, but It's such a weird circular thing. As this office has done... Time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. Okay, and this is a guy who is not prosecuting anybody uh, for any other crimes in New York, so much so that Eric Adams had to beg him to start doing right. it. This is just such a, it's it's ridiculous. And what you've done is, if just go by you and I, Alice, is mm-hmm. they have re-energized support for Trump. And I think that with you and I, um, we were I mean, on, I'm still not going to vote for him in a We were on to DeSantis. Yet, I don't think. We were on to DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I still like DeSantis the way he carries himself better. James, show yourself so he doesn't run out into the hall, okay? Jesus. We're, we're playing extreme hide-and-seek here right now. <laughs> so you may see, the good thing is, is that he'll run right Great. Guys, no more yelling. Great. So the people in the other rooms are knocking on the door. Uh, we might have to cut this a little short, Alice. We're dealing with, uh, with crowd control here. But let's go... Um... <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work. Like Mike Geary said at one point... Uh, you don't have to do it, Tom. You don't have to do it every <laughs> night. So let me ask you a question before we go. 
uh, before. I also said that in addition to saying that we could do the show before we left so we wouldn't have to bring all the equipment and try and get things to work when it's always super difficult in a hotel room. Mm. I, also- I also said we could take a couple nights off the podcast while you're traveling for work. Mm-hmm. You, you, but at the same time, you also don't want to go down to three days. So. Well, no, but I think that Thank we you, could by the potentially- way, for having my supporting me fully, Alice, and not throwing me under the bus to the listeners. Um, I don't think we should regularly go down to three days, but I do think that we should take days off if it's like really going to be a heavy lift to do the show due to travel or other exigencies. Uh, exigencies? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some exigencies in the morning, <laughs> as a matter of fact. I look forward to it. Um, okay. All right. Do you care to uh, address the controversy? No, I don't care. You don't care? No, I don't I stand remember you by everything that. I always say, Tom. You know, that. I don't remember you saying it, saying it. But how would you defend that? Because Dylan Roof and Dylan um, Mulvaney are two vastly different people. One is a psychotic who murdered people, and one is a psychotic who prances around pretending he's a six-year-old girl. Uh, yeah, I find that behavior pretty questionable. Actually, I think adult men who dress up as uh, sexualized children probably should you know i think i find them problematic i mean i have a lot that i could say on that but i'm i'm happy to always explain it to anybody who wants to ask me about it so. okay so do you want to wait until somebody asks you about it or cuz i think it's interesting i would like to know your thinking behind it and i also don't i'm worried that somehow i missed this twice what do you mean missed it twice like, i don't remember you ever uh, saying it no, I mixed up the names one time, but then on the show recently, I just made that joke about me having mixed up the names, and I—I I mean, it's a throwaway line, but I don't like Dylan Mulvaney, and I think that uh, he's a person who's uh, dangerous and bad, and is a walking human red flag for a variety of reasons. He's not going to. Okay. Okay. Um, I get you. Uh, I was. Anything else going on? I, th- I felt like we had something else to talk about. Well, there was the Jill Biden thing, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Jill Biden. The- hey, Jill who- Biden's perfect track record of always doing and saying the completely wrong thing. Um, she, uh, you know, there was a team in the women's basketball final. There was a team that was more black and a team that was more white and the team that was more black won. so she wanted to invite then both teams which a lot of people called kind of an all lives matter kind of move uh she wanted to invite both the teams to the white house when traditionally she would just have invited the winning team um so that was uh roundly attacked on social media and called racist by a number of people so then she backed down Right, and they had to walk it back today and say, nope, nope, that didn't happen. It's fine. It's, it-, it is funny because it's sort of ironic to me. Do you remember the story? You did it on the Michael Graham show years and years ago about there was a team, and this was high school basketball, but there was a, a team that got t- totally blown out by another team. Yeah. Like they were supposed to mercy rule and like stop 
counting the scores, but they didn't, and they won like 110 to two or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then like the losing team got like sent to all these NBA games and like taken care of and flown all these places, and everybody was like, and, and, I, and at I the time, the, conservatives were, were like, "Why are we celebrating the losing team?" And it's and funny because now coach, it's like Alice got fired. Probably yeah. that sounds that sounds vaguely right. Like. And and at the time, the liberal position was to celebrate the losing team, but now because of the racial makeup of the teams involved, that uh, that liberal yeah, value of the that. everyone gets a trophy and we need to celebrate the losing and the winning teams has gone out the window. But it just it almost to me it like speaks to how the Bidens are like from a slightly different political era. They're like from the political era of ten years ago, and Jill right. Biden like hasn't noticed yet that like you know you you can't celebrate the losing team without regard to the races of the people involved because that could make it problematic, <laughs> you know, and uh, had it gone the other way potentially. And she'd said she had wanted to invite both teams. Like, I don't think there would have been the same problem or I think it would have been framed differently. I think it would have been possibly like right. that old basketball story from 10 years ago where the complaint would have been coming from people so, who believe in like a more meritocratic system who would have been saying like we shouldn't be celebrating a losing team we should be only celebrating the winning team whereas in this case yeah, it was the um the anti-racist groups coming after jill biden for saying she wanted to invite the losing team it, it's just an odd thing to me how this sort of like racializing of everything has like has changed certain topics. Well, for, and and also the like left. the girl, the girl uh, who like was taunting the other girl, uh, mm -hmm. Angela, whatever. You know, it, Angel it just, Reese. Angel yeah. Reese. It just goes to show you that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you show your uh, fealty to wokeness it's never enough and they'll always devour you if you ever you know uh, if you ever er, you know foul out you, oh yeah they're you, looking you for a reason yeah you don't gain exemption because you've been saying the mantras oh no definitely not if anything it's worse for you if you've been saying the mantras because you're you've been asked to do the work so you need to make absolutely sure that you you keep up with everything that you're being asked to do you can't you can't quit once you've started your ally journey. You you have to you have to then continue to do everything they say. You can never disagree. You can never have a doubt. You can never back down. You have to absolutely continue to do everything. Like once you bend the knee and they know you have you, they have you. Uh, what was it? If, if if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, a great uh, predator movie. Right. Yeah, so just don't bleed in front of them. What is the uh, hot sauce, Alice? It is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Can find at Big Y where you were today, as a matter of fact, as well as Market Baskets, as well as ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. Let me tell you something, Alice. I wanted to talk to you about this. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing. I went went to the Packy for You today in Connecticut. No. And it's very interesting. Listen to this. The polar seltzers that I bought there mm -hmm. were 89 cents. Mm -hmm. Pretty rare in a packy to have stuff like almost at grocery store prices. Now, listen, yeah, that is reasonable. Can get a cup. Go grab a cup. Go grab a cup. Now, interesting. Does... No, it's right there. It's right there. Come here, Cyril. It's on the fridge. Does Connecticut have a bottle deposit? So listen to yeah. this, Alice. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. 
inside the big Y, the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce was mm-hmm. almost five bucks. Is that different than Massachusetts? Yeah, well, yes, it's like around two bucks in Massachusetts. Oh, I didn't Isn't know. Isn't that interesting? That somehow they keep the seltzer prices way down at a pack you where usually they you know, seltzer prices are spiked jacked up, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Chelsea wow. Fire Wicked. So if you are in Connecticut, can you help him, James? Mm-hmm. Can you help him? Yeah, else we're gonna have to find a different. We're gonna be absolutely booted from this hotel unless we find it a better way. Hey, James, can you pour him a oh, glass of this, please? Thanks. I'm just making my uh, five-year-old a vodka drink. Figure he's. Mm-hmm. It's about time. Chelsea Firewicked hot sauce, the uh, hot sauce of the Burn Barrel podcast. Mm-hmm. Got some. We do like the big Y, though. All sorts of great food, pizza, uh, jalapeno poppers, chicken. They, they were, uh, they were cool. Very, very cool. And I'm, I'm very pleased. You know what's interesting? You know, next that's to interesting. the, and that's the um, Simsbury um, big Y. Mm-hmm. But and, you know, we take that secret left, which is not a secret, before the plaza there into the. Um, by by the closed restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all sorts of cars parked at that closed restaurant, so I'm thinking either something's happening there, which might be interesting, like a rave, so I can be cool and do uh, X. What is it? What is the stuff that I that we that I Molly? Was, no, before that, that for ecstasy. Oh, ecstasy, that's right. Um, um, or that they're gonna put something there. So I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. Thank you, James. All right, shall we? Good. I hope it's a rave for you, honey. Thank you. Go to the rave. I feel like we're forgetting something. We're forgetting, forgetting something. something. Well, you're not going to go down to Plymouth for the KMS show, right? Because you're going to be 55 weeks pregnant then. No, I'm going to be too pregnant for that. Um, did you want to talk about um, the the um, UConn students? Oh yeah, the UConn students. I think you covered that today a lot, though. Yeah, they talked, for, talked about it for seven hours this morning. But <laughs> the UConn students, because the team won the March Madness thing, the students decided it was a good time to riot and light, light fires and and go nuts on campus. So they did, and they caused damage, and it was terrible. And then I had people saying, "You sound like an old curmudgeon. Come on, it's kind of a tradition at UConn. You sound like an old <laughs> man yelling at the clouds." And like so, so, so wait a second. We call the, you know, people in the inner city for Black Lives Matter lighting fires. We call them thugs, but we can't call these kids thugs. And also, it's like the the behavior was terrible. These kids should have yeah. been knocked in the head with, with billy clubs and should have been thrown in the paddy wagon and spent days, if not weeks, in jail. It's I'm sick of it. I hate I hate this double standard. Oh, come on. It's changing. Come on. Yeah, we're trying to have a civilization here. Just so what you get for being game. for eighteen years being a, a totally treated like a little princess or prince is you get four more years of of a diplomatic immunity and being able to be treated, <laughs> you know, with impunity. F that, dude. F that. I am for the riot squad. Please, cracking heads. Oh God, I hate. I'm just disgusted by it all. But that's that, Alice. Let's start with the chat chat, shall we? Let's go. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Uh, I just wanted to apologize for that final message from yesterday, which was rather harsh. Uh, But I was a little frustrated with the Rumble app because I've tried on at least four occasions to be able to chat on the app. And I've signed up 
and been verified huh. five times. And every time I try to go into the chat, it still tries to verify me again. So I'm done with that. So you can understand my frustration. Because what I, I do want to say your frustration. Bro, let me tell you is something. And Rumble actually might not be working tonight, too. It seems yeah. to be struggling a little oh, tonight. God, so it I'm... kills me. Yeah, we're we're also not struggling tonight, so that's okay. This is yeah. Yeah, I'm not honestly sure if it's us or the hotel internet or Rumble right yeah, now. But, so um, it's a little hard to tell. Steve is a high ranking VIP, so we must indeed we we must indeed take his words with the heaviest of import. Mm -hmm. The chat was if you're going to the grocery store, let's just say it's called the basket mm -hmm. uh in Haverhill. Mm -hmm. that I think you're going to. Yeah. My daughter works there, uh -oh. and uh, I'm going to give her your picture, and I'm going to make sure she rats your ass out. Okay? I'm going to love it. I'm going to wait to read your name in uh, Newburyport Daily News Police Blotter. It's going to be fantastic. Anyway, have a good night. Imagine that. How embarrassing would that be? <laughs> well, I wonder if she – well, she doesn't work at the one that's in the hood. I doubt it. But she might work at the one near Groveland, and that is one that I've scurried away from since I was up there with no funds in my account and I had to <laughs> leave. But those are all good employees at that one. And then, there's, of course, is the deluxe Cadillac model, which is on River Street, I think. That one's living. That one's living. I mean, talk about a hot bar. I like as the in, bigger Seabrook one. That's my favorite, though it takes longer to get to. Yeah, but that other Haverhill one is really good, too. But yeah, oh, how about the how about this the uh, the Podunk Seabrook one that for some reason has yeah been that one's scary. Yet. I've gone to that one by accident before, yeah. but I like the big Seabrook one. That I like that one. Well, that one's pretty rock and roll. There's a few of those. Yeah, that's my favorite hey one guys. near to us. Of hey, course, I used to. Okay. Ready? I used to go to the Chelsea one was what I was going to say. When yeah. we lived in Melrose, that was my weekly shopping trip was there because that one is. You know, that, that's, that's rock and Mecca. roll, but you got to like do a like, eight ball of Coke and like, take a pint of <laughs> yeah, you can't got to work yourself you into that. You can't like have somewhere to be at like a specific time after no. that because you could be in checkout for like 45 minutes. That one's tough, but the ethnic food aisles are the best at that store. That's Correct. the best one. Hey, guys. Hey, found it fascinating that Alice was voted most likely to succeed. Uh, how's that feel, Tom? You dragged her right down into mediocrity with yep. you. What a shame. <laughs> yeah. On another note, Tom, stop stealing shit. You're 50. I know. The rest of us don't want to subsidize your anchovy addiction. <laughs> All right? Get a basket. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs> so, All good uh, points. So All on, good points. On, on, to, to the charges conveyed, I would say this. Mm -hmm. One, um, that is true. Alice <laughs> married badly. I did drag her down. She should not be living this existence. I completely agree. It is not even like the top 15, um, you know, uh, portions of conversation that that we have occasional rats in the house. That's not even, that doesn't even rate anymore. <laughs> it's other stuff. It rains in her kitchen. Yes, Alice has made a terrible choice. I know, uh, uh, I believe me, I'm like with her family on this and, and we want... A uh, what's that called when you, for AA the thing when you bring all my friends over to tell me that I've heard an intervention. Yes. I've been on her family's side of an intervention to try to get her to choose better to leave and to find happiness somewhere, and she won't even she won't do it. So I don't know. She likes this. She is a martyr, as my <laughs> friends would say. She is a martyr. 
She's chosen this as her destiny. I don't know why. Maybe it's... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it's the last name is uh, it has more uh, interesting letters than your maiden name, which is interesting, too. I don't know. Maybe it was more, most likely to succeed in marrying badly. Maybe that was what that meant. <laughs> Hi. Steve from Aramek. Uh You also had a question... Hey, By the way, so... Alice, how do I play this when I go into Market Basket? When I have to look for a male cashier, right? Oh, so you don't get rung up by Steve from Merrimack's daughter? Exactly. Because if she knows okay. who I am, or, or do I just ask the, the young lady cashiers if their dad is named Steve? If you go during school hours, at least during the school year, you might be able to safely avoid it. Yeah, but does Merrimack even have a school system? Let's be honest here. They're in our school system. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> maybe we should have the big high school that we just paid for right down out. the right down the street from us that that huge high school the one a half a mile away regarding the sound quality of the messages that i've left yes um there's oh, yeah. a reason for that one is like the first couple messages from yesterday uh you know i don't know about Tom, but you know, I actually leave my house in the morning to go to work. Oh, <laughs> I'm no, in the house Tom all day. Doesn't do that. But so those are my Bluetooth in my car. And oh, then I see. The, uh, awful message I left at the end was uh, at my desk in my home. So <laughs> uh, that explains it. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Steve. This is I like more looks into Steve's life. <laughs> and I like the idea that uh, that um, that he was he took to his office, slammed the door. <laughs> And um, and uh, you know, created a, a a nasty tirade, just so. I hope there was a Jack Daniels uncorked bottle, cork flung flung behind him as he uh, revved himself up for it. But it was a good uh, it was a good message, Steve. They're all good messages, and we're all for it. Thank you so much for leaving all the messages, everybody. And thank you for joining us maybe on the live stream. I can't really tell if it worked. It's a little tricky today um, in the hotel. But if you want to join us for non-working live streams, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. And of course, you can always have our dysfunctional show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com and all the places you like to listen to podcasts. Say la vie. Not too far off, considering I can't hear the music. Are there people around you right now? Mm-hmm. Are you in danger? No, I don't think so. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com